Welcome, everyone, to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting. Nothing at all. I'm Chris. That's Dan. What are we going to review today? Well, first airing on November 12th, 1982. It's episode 8 of season 4 of The Simpsons. It's entitled New Kid on the Block. So this is one of my favorite episodes from the fourth season. This is a... Very fast-paced episode. It's got... it's enough where you're like, which is the which is the a plot and which is the b plot? Yeah, it's the a plot is supposed to be centered around Bart, but the b plot's also really good. It's got good dual plots going on here. I mean, yeah, I guess the one about the actual nuclear on the block would be the a plot, but it's almost <laughs> equal build this episode. Yes. And uh, we've got some good guest voices on here, including Phil Hartman, who is back as Lionel Hutz, who we just saw in the last episode we talked about. Except we're going to go from him running from a case to, well, we won't give it away, but but yeah, he, he, he does a little better here. So, let's talk about the new kid on the block. First of all, I don't know if this is a reference to the last episode with the wolf, but Bart says he will not bring sheep to class. I get a kick out of that. And then the couch gag, we've already seen it. They get on the couch and it collapses through the floor. Why would the couch collapse through the floor if the family sat on it? What do you think Scott Steiner might say about the family? (laughs) So Homer is watching this. Can't tell if it's a reality show or a game show. It's one of those like, sleazy mtv style shows they used to do it's called hunks they're like all right buddy uh which one of these girls said this and he's like well i did the deed with all of them but it's got to be this one because she liked making bacon by the beach and homer's like ain't that the truth brother and he has a vision of himself barbecuing bacon on a beach doorbell rings and there's that horrible old couple the winfields they are moving. Thank God. Let's get rid of that as characters once and for all. Oh, Florida, eh? Well, <laughs> yes. I love that he says you're going to run out the clock in Florida. That's a great line. That I appreciate that line. But essentially it is, we want our house to sell better, but your stupid ass house makes lowers the property value for the area, so could you please <laughs> clean up your shit? Yeah, they want him to wear pants when he walks by the window, and she says no. She's like, they're out your jack-o'-lanterns from past Halloweens. There's four years' worth of jack-o'-lanterns there. The last one's not even doesn't even resemble a pumpkin anymore. It's just like a pile of mold with flies around it. And put garbage lids on your trash. It's attracting wildlife. And there's a moose in the trash, and it starts playing a reference to the Northern Exposure theme. Remember Northern Exposure? Yes, very good show. I used to love that. Sh- I used to love the show intro when I was a kid because it had a moose in it. Because for some reason I had a fascination. It was like that weird time frame when you're a kid where you have like a fascination with a thing. And the fascination lasts for like six weeks. But your parents still bring it up to this day. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever gone moose through anything like that. Moose are the perfect car destructor. Yes. Because they are just tall enough that all you see is their legs, and you cut their legs off if you hit them. 
And then immediately there's a 500 pound body going right through your car. Yeah. Moose are one of the worst things you can run into. I have seen a moose one time you have seen in, the, moose? in the wild. Yes. In Maine. Well, I've been to some places, so including okay. Yellowstone Park. So I've seen all kinds of things. Ah, jealous. I got to get out there. So it's, a, it's an all day thing. You guys spend like the entire day there. Oh, I would, I would, I would probably spend a week in Yellowstone if given the option. Even if you just drive through one end to the other, it's pretty much the whole day. But you got to make a few stops. So Homer sees after the family moves that they've got some crap out on the curb to get picked up, including a box of wire hangers, old newspapers, and expired medicine. Homer's like, "All right, we're gonna get this, but we got to do this carefully." So he goes to pick up the boxes and immediately trips and drops like. A quarter of the contents of each box on the ground. He's like, Homer? <laughs> he has like that little talk with himself. Not doing this st- stealthily. He's just sitting there taking these expired medications. <laughs> and that's when he sees the commercial. Come for all you can eat seafood at the Frying Dutchman. And he goes, immediately. Hey, we're going there. Marge is like, I'm allergic to shrimp. Last time I ate it, my throat closed up. But he doesn't care. It's all you can eat, and that's what he wants. That's what he wants, and that's what they're going for. So the house is being shown next door. And they're about to make an offer until... And you know, you can tell the realtor has had to deal with this multiple times by now. And there's Homer in a kiddie pool. (laughs) Drinking a beer and fishing out a hot dog that he dropped. And the new buyer's... Take off. So, of course, nobody's buying this house, so Bart and Lisa are like, we're going to sneak into the basement. Bart's like, I'm going to show you where the Winfields hid their son's body. They didn't have a son. You see that sock over there, Lisa? That was his only friend. And as Bart tries to scare Lisa, someone sneaks up from behind him, and he faints. And he turns out that he's, uh, it's the new neighbor. She's like, you all right, kid? I fell on my bottom. Because he's like... Yeah, it, it does the whole thing. Oh, she's gorgeous. Gotta be cool. Gotta say something cool. I fell on my bottom. Yes. <laughs> so, the woman who bought the house is... Ruth Powers. And the daughter is... Laura Powers. Ruth yeah, is... They are played by Pamela Reed is Ruth. He would most likely know her from Kindergarten Cop when she is Arnold's partner. Yes. In fact, her top four credits on IMDb are Proof of Life, Kindergarten Cop, The Right Stuff, and Junior. Because, you know, Arnold doing a movie, therefore she's doing a movie. And if you are a Parks and Rec fan, like Dan and I are, you would also recognize her as Leslie's mother. Marlene Nope. Yeah, so Pamela Reed is the voice of Ruth Powers, although she's not always the voice of Ruth because Ruth is sort of a background character in other episodes. However, as far as I know, this is one of the only times we really see uh, Laura Powers, I believe. Well, I imagine she's about to be in high school soon, and so you're never going to see her again. Yeah. So this is Sarah Gilbert who you would know as 
from Roseanne, Poison Ivy, Riding in Cars with Boys, or Sudi and Simpson are her top IMDb credits. Of course, she is back as Darlene Connor on The Connors. She did appear on the Roseanne series when they did the uh, the reboot and everything. She has appeared on The Big Bang Theory. She was a recurring... She was going to be a main character, but then she didn't want to commit to the show. She's been all over the place, and you've probably heard her voice in tons of things, too. She's even on 24. She has a very distinctive voice, so you're not going to miss her. So, yeah, that was where all of her top credits came from. If you don't know who Sarah Gilbert is, you probably should know who she is. And... She is a proud ally of the L... I can't say ally. She's part of the LGBT community. Anyways, uh, so we've covered the actors. So let's go back to uh, the actual characters here. So as Marge shows up with welcome gifts for the neighborhood, Laura greets her super politely. She's like, my upbringing was super strict, ma'am. And Marge shows up with really shitty welcome gifts, including a coupon for one free beer at Moe's. They're like, yeah, we were a little nervous about moving to Springfield because this is America's worst city. Oh, yeah, there was a Time, there was a time article about that. Marge is like, yeah, you can see our house from that photo. And then Marge reveals the ultimate gift, a porno called Das Butt. Well, this is for the man of the house. She's like, yeah, 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 we got divorced. So Bart's trying to bond with Laura out on the on the sidewalk. He's like, hey, you want a Hertz donut? And of course, she punches him in the arm. You know what a wet willy is? She's like, is it this? And licks her finger, sticks it in his ear. Yeah, Bart's trying to get all these things on a teenager who's already done all this stuff before. So and then she says, well, I can tell your future. Oh, the, he doesn't know this one yet. The best is when Kearney shows up. He's like, hey, baby, why don't you stick your finger in my ear? She goes, I don't know. Your boyfriend looks like the jealous type. <laughs> they're like, crap. And, she... Dolph, and they looked at him and they're like, oh, shit. She's messing with our heads. Let's get out of here. Yeah, so Bart doesn't know this one. Tell us, Dan. I can tell your future. Give me your hand. Oh, you're going to be rich. You can see it right here. There's your mansion and there's your garage and spits in his hand and there's the pool <laughs> I will never wash and this hand again cut ahead to like a week maybe two later and he's got like gum stuck to it he's got a bandage on it it's all dirty and he's chasing his sister of course <laughs> make Bart wash his hand I no longer control the hand the hand controls me so Homer is failing to get a babysitter in line so he can go to the all-you-can-eat buffet because the last babysitter is sitting catatonic in a rocking chair. No, Bart. Put it down, Bart. He's like, well, how about Laura babysits us? And when he tries to go after Lisa, when she mocks him for that, he gets his hand stuck to the dog. And the dog's literally dragging him around. He goes, yeah, I think it's time that I wash my hand. So Ruth meets Homer, and he's like, and immediately goes for the, you know what? I want to be fixed up with one of your friends. 
like, okay, good luck with that, because we all know who Homer's choice of friends are. Wait, we're talking about sex, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just can't get it get it through what she's referring to. <laughs> yes, we're talking about sex. <laughs> and then freaking Bart's taking a bath and Lisa just walks in. Yeah, dude. Like, that's not just, awkward at all. Uh-oh. Oh, you're getting all fancy for your girlfriend. I love the line when Bart's like, sometimes a man just wants his skin to look its yellowest. <laughs> I friggin' love that line. And then, of course, when Laura shows up, he's got a Hugh Hefner jacket on and he's got the bubble Doing pipe the bubble going. Pipe, yeah. What do you guys want for dinner? Uh, ladies' choice. So we cut to this two guys from Cabal restaurant. No, nothing happening in them, and they're just like, I think you want this business to fail. Yeah. And when the phone rings, they friggin' go nuts because they haven't had a customer in how long. So, they even get a... So that's their uh, their dinner. Because, you know, Laura's dad was in the service. So there you go. Oh, that's the other funny thing, too, is why the dad left. He goes, yeah, it was all career, career, career. And Homer's like, I can relate to that. And it's him just lounging in the hammock. So they're at the restaurant. Marge can't eat anything because even the bread has fish in it. So she's like, I'll, I'll just have, have Tic Tacs from my purse. Good choice. And for you, sir, all you can eat. All right, sir. Well, when you're ready, take this plate. And <laughs> He's already gone. He's walking away with the steam tray full of shrimp. Please, sir, don't take the whole tray. <laughs> there was just a story that I saw. It was like an 800-pound guy went to a golden corral and... Within minutes, they had, like, a pile of dishes that this guy was just massing up. And when they were trying to get him to leave, he told them to go to hell. And, like, the entire staff just walked out and said, screw this, we're, we're not dealing with this. So, Laura's babysitting, teaching. She taught Maggie how to waltz. So she's going to teach Bart, too. And then Bart has this romantic fantasy of dancing with her. So, Bart's falling pretty hard. And Homer is just having the time of his life eating at this restaurant. Marge is sleeping on the table. Nobody's left except the sea captain and all of the crew. He ate six packages. He ate like six pounds of shrimp or some some ridiculous amount of shrimp and two plastic lobsters. Tis no man. Tis a remorseless eating machine. Six bells. Time for closing. No. Stu can't talk eating. So they drag him out of the restaurant. And oh, no, um, you can eat seafood story? Yep. My, parent, my parents went to one. This was either before I was born or shortly after I was born. When I was really young. Uh, they went to one. My dad ate a lot there. And then the next time they went by that place, it was closed. <laughs> Out of business. So your dad bankrupted the seafood place. That is <clears throat> the uh, believed upon <laughs> story. <laughs> That's just it, though. Whenever I go to a place and get a buffet, I usually only eat about two full plates of food before That's I'm done. That's what they count on. Yeah. 
some people can eat way more. They so. count on most people getting two plates. So I love that Homer can't come up with the name Don Quixote and he's describing him perfectly. No, Marge, that guy. Homer, the name you're thinking of is Don Quixote. So he's gonna have a he's gonna have a case here. While Laura and Bart are bonding over video games, the escape from death row video game. No, change of venue. Oh, oh crap. Texas. Yeah, Texas. He gets a chair. But don't worry, Homer. Lionel Hutz is here to take your case. This is going to be my biggest achievement since I sued the never-ending story. Homer, I don't like to use the word hero a lot, but you, sir, are a hero. So that's it. Lionel Hutz is going to take the case to sue for the all-you-can-eat seafood buffet. Oh, boy. This could be interesting. Does that, did that sound like a man who had all he could eat? <laughs> so, of course, Bart needs help on his how to attract an older woman. So he goes to Grandpa. He's like, hey, I'm here to see Grandpa. I'll be a Grandpa, Sonny, the old Jewish guy. He's like, can your grandfather do this? And gets dragged and away. He shows up. But, Grandpa, did you ever have a love with an older woman? Did I? I was in love with the oldest woman. Yep. So he had to thank for the Guinness Book, that the current Guinness Book of World Record oldest woman. Yeah, but once <laughs> she fell in with that Guinness crowd, he wasn't interested anymore. <laughs> I even wore a, I even wore a five pound beard of bees for that woman. By the way, in a couple of weeks, my parents are attempting a uh, Guinness World Record. Oh yeah, with, with their car group. Oh, they, are, they are going for the largest parade of BMW cars. Well, that should be interesting. And it has been a thing for two years. Try doing something to get a Guinness World Record is a pain in the ass. Well... I guess we shall see, right? Good for them, though. Well, don't a lot of people get Guinness World Records sometimes completely at by accident? Like, they weren't trying for something, but something just happened, and they're just like, they record it, and then Guinness World Record people see it, and they're like, oh, hey, guess what? So good I luck to them. it depends them. on what it is, but she... Yeah. Well, good luck to them. That's That'll be awesome. So, without Grandpa's advice, he goes to Homer. Yeah. Well, a woman's a lot like a refrigerator. They're 300 pounds. They're, they got ice in them. No, 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 no. Woman's more like a beer. Mm. They look good. They taste good. You'd step over your own mother just to get one. But you can't stop at one woman. You gotta drink another. And he just gets drunk. So he's like avoiding talking to Bart about this stuff, and Marge is getting annoyed. And he's like, well, why can't you just learn about it the same way I did? Are you sure you want that, Homer? And it cuts to young Homer at the zoo. This is a great one. This is a great one. Those <laughs> two monkeys are biting. Just are having sex. Oh. <laughs> Zookeeper. I love he just goes, they're having sex. 
and then he understands. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Laura stops by and tells Bart, come, meet me at the treehouse and come alone. And she shows up in a nice dress. And he's like, I've got to tell you, Bart, I'm so happy. I've got a boyfriend. And then we get to that horrible scene of Bart getting his heart ripped out of his chest. He won't need this anymore. <laughs> his name is Jimbo Jones. Ugh. He's just a good-looking rebel who plays by his own rules. With the swoon. I know. Yeah, at least... And he shows up on his little bike. Yeah. Who's the kid? Ah, uh, leave him alone. He's just a kid. I also like when Bart has that memory of Jimbo just giving him that swirly. And Skinner's just patiently waiting for the bathroom. He's like, you've been flushing for 20 minutes. Everything okay? I'll continue to wait. Because Skinner's a clueless putz. Am I so out of touch? Nah, it's the children who are wrong. I mean, both. So the sea captain's on the trial. He's talking about this, uh, he's recounting his tale of this relentless eating machine. And then Lionel Hutz drops him with the line, Captain McAllister. Is it true you're not a real captain? I. The other lawyer steps up. Let's show. Can we show the court just how much Mr. Oh, Simpson yes, ate? Oh, yes, blue-haired lawyer himself. The blue-haired lawyer, yep. And in comes the army of people with the sacks. <laughs> Here we uh, go. This is like 1,800 8, letters all addressed to Santa Claus. Uh, you want the people of Springfield versus Chris Kringle. That's next door. <laughs> and then sure enough, what? Homer orders a freaking pizza during the court session. Yes. But it's actually Marge. Now remember, Marge cost Homer a million dollars one time. She wins the case for him. Her testimony wins the case. Because, like, what happened after you left the restaurant? Well, we went straight home. Mrs. Simpson, you're under oath. We drove around. We drove around until, like, so, 3 in the morning trying to find another place. When we and didn't, after that, we fishing. <laughs> yep. Does that sound like the man who had all he can eat? So, of course, knowing that he's beaten, what do we do? We go for a settlement. So and now, the settlement is you become our mascot, sit in the front window, and eat. <laughs> and eat. <laughs> Marge is embarrassed but Homer got exactly what he wanted <laughs> so of course while Laura is sending the kids to bed so her and Jimbo can hang out and his shirt's chafing him so he's got to take it off of course oh no my shirt's chafing me mind if I take it off so Bart pulls a prank call to Moe's and there's Ruth Trying to get her free beer, and it's not—he's not accepting the coupon. And he asks for Amanda hug and kiss. Is there? Can I find Amanda? Why can't I find Amanda hug and kiss? And Barney goes, "Maybe your standards are too high." No, I love because like when she first shows up and does the whole thing with the coupon, Homer's not there. But when the prank call comes in, Homer is. There. Yeah, he's there with the sea captain. <laughs> and. He's like, when I find you, you little punk, he goes, well, I'm Jimbo Jones, and I live at 1094 Evergreen Terrace, which is not the address, but we're, work, we're working on that. You just made a big mistake, kid. So he pulls out a rusty knife, rusty and dull, 
He goes, Barney, don't steal any beer while I'm gone. What kind of alcoholic you think I am? Oh, there's beer in this ashtray. He shows up at the house. I love the, uh, he's running with the knife up in his head, and you just hear him stop. Ah, where's that damn map? Ah, there's Evergreen Terrace. And he bursts into the house. Who's Jimbo Jones? Uh, I am. You just made your second mistake. Oh, please, sir. <laughs> and Jimbo just breaks down. Oh, come on, man. I was just going to, I wasn't going to kill you. I was just going to cut you a little. <laughs> ah, forget it. I better go check on Barney. <laughs> and then they use the recycled animation. And he runs into a wishing well. And of course, Barney's actually drinking the beer straight out of the tap. Uh-oh, my heart stopped. Oh, there it goes again. And then they break they break up, and the big confession is, Man, Bart, if you were a little older, I'd be all over you. So Bart kind of got what he wanted out of, out of this. And he, they end with one more prank call. I'm looking for a Ms. Tinkle. First name, Ivana. All right, Ivana Tinkle. Come on, fellas, put down your glasses. Ivana Tinkle. Ruth has her beer. Homer and the sea captain toast. Laura and Bart laugh together. And the episode ends. There you go. New Kid on the Block. Good episode. What do you think? Yeah. Very good. It's 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 good. It's fast paced. It's got it's got great humor, but it also has some heart. Some of the best Simpsons episodes contain both. <clears throat> so, let's do some trivia. The episode's original subplot was intended to include Don Rickles as a guest star presenting a comedy show and Homer laughing excessively at his jokes until Rickles ridicules him. Then they were going to start fighting and have to go to court. Despite Conan O'Brien and other production staff being sure that Rickles would appear in the episode, he was reportedly upset by the concept. He did not want to be portrayed as a mean guy. When attending a Fox Broadcasting Company a publicity event in New York City with Rupert Murdoch, Show producer Matt Groening was introduced to Mur- by Murdoch to Rickles. Rickles actually started shouting at Groening, accusing him of spying on his Las Vegas act and using material from that episode. The cast had actually been receiving recordings from Rickles from the 1950s to be used as ideas on how to get style for his animatic portrayal. So a little rivalry came up there as a result of this episode. As far as I know, Don Rickles never appeared on The Simpsons. I would have to actually go through his whole, like, filmography and see if The Simpsons ever comes up. But, yeah, no, it does not. I just went to his page and I did the the search for the word Simpsons. Nope. Don Rickles did not appear on The Simpsons. And, what a shame. All right. As per the country's rules, in Thailand, when Bart is smoking the bubbles from the toy pipe, the pipe is pixelated. (laughs) The Australian doom metal band Dr. Colossus have a song titled Dr. Tongue, which is a reference to Jimbo's self-appointed nickname. First time appearances of not just Laura and Ruth Powers, but Sea Captain, Captain Horatio McAllister. Do you know how they, 
McAllister's revealed as his last name here. Do you know how they came up with the Horatio? Yeah, Horatio Hornblower. Which was also spoof for Cap'n Crunch. So, yeah. so I mean, it's obvious, but... Uh, here's some shocking trivia, Daniel. Since he's a, he's a whitest, whitest guy on the show, and his name is Horatio. So, <laughs> so shocking trivia. <laughs> shocking trivia. The title of this episode is based on the American boy band New Kids on the Block. What? I know. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, that is New Kid on the Block. As we said, it's a very good episode. It's got some heart. It's got the laughs got everything you'd want out of a Simpson episode and it was written by the one and only Conan O'Brien which explains why the episode's funny, why it has heart and why it's paced so well Conan was an expert at his own writing game I like the uh, I, I think we get it in this episode where Bart gets famous The or that might actually be in season 5 I'm looking at the list now. I think that's in season five when he becomes the I didn't do it boy. And he actually appears on Conan O'Brien's show because Conan was writing the episode. So why not? <laughs> so there you go. All right. The next time we come to you on the Stupid Sexy Podcast, call his name. What's his name, Dan? Well, that's... uh. Mr. Plow, that's his name. That name again is Mr. Plow. Yes, that will be this coming Thursday on the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Keep checking out all the new episodes for the time being, airing now on Thursdays and Sundays at 7 p.m. And check out all the great content on CKCC Radio at CKCCRadio.com. Follow, subscribe, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. That's going to do it for this edition of the Stupid Sexy Podcast, where we will be returning to you with some more great Season 4 episodes. So come back, have a laugh with us this Sunday for another Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting? Nothing at all. <laughs>